Hello and welcome to what I think is the sixth full-length episode. Six point six six. Then the one hundredth of the number of the beast. Ah, Aussie metal quoting, reference. According to Sam and Hater. Yeah. I am the one that they call Gary Grimm. And I am one hundred one hundredth of the number of Tain. Uh, I agree with that assessment. <laughs> Let's uh, not get all mathsy right now. This is not the time or place. I, I don't think I could do any maths at the moment, to be honest. Yeah. As a secret for you listeners, there, there is a four drink minimum when we do this show. Yeah. When we well, start. We might have exceeded that already tonight. Yeah. Uh, so my apologies in advance. I'm also going to apologize because I know all of you are hanging on waiting for us to try to do a theme song ah yes we have we've got nothing well (laughs) we actually do have something coming from we have something coming but right now when we're recording we've got nothing yeah i i I only know minimal details so i I can't say too much yet but we're really really looking forward to it uh nat harmer the guy who's going to be doing it for us is is giving us a few little snippets of information so hopefully next episode but it's it's not really enough to talk about yet no 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 no. when we have it we'll tell you all about it we'll play it yeah you'll hear it every other episode so you know really so what we're gonna do instead of you know trying to do one of our lame comedy skits of a theme song (laughs) it's only one of those things out of lame comedy yeah (laughs) Uh, it's comedic to us yes at least yeah uh we're just gonna talk about some stuff i was kind of thinking and i know i think tane was thinking the same thing that we kind of wanted to be a bit more of a two-way street rather than just a one-way communication with you guys yeah so open it up to a bit of conversation yeah exactly i know we've talked about it a couple of times and you know we know we've got listeners all over the world like uh, gary noticed we've, we've been having some some listeners from latvia this week we've yeah. had some from israel israel latvia the, the u.s of course and australia yeah yeah uh, south africa uh romania i think it was one of yeah. them brazil yeah i think so, i think because in the last episode we had nervosa that oh, might... <laughs> of course yeah but you know it's cool because it's new listeners from from places we haven't seen before so that's great hello out there Wherever you may be listening to us from, write to us and say hello and tell us where you're from and tell us why on earth you're listening to us ramble. <laughs> you're probably skipping ahead to the music right now, if yeah, I'm honest. Probably. But, you know, th- this is a good opportunity for us to say. And it's like, you know, we, we look for music all over the world as well. Like, if you have something locally that we haven't heard or you think that uh, should get a bit more airplay, let us know. Send us a link. Write to us. You know, we've got the SoundCloud, we've got Facebook, we've got Gmail. Just let us know, you know? That's definitely something that you should do. But uh, beyond that, uh, I was kind of thinking that maybe we could open up a topic book of conversation, talk about it between us two, and then if the listener wants to get in on that, they can go to our Facebook and put comments on the link or they could uh, email us or they can um, send us telepathic projections of what they're thinking we'll have to take off our tinfoil hats for that one but never (laughs) you can pry it from my cold dead hands (laughs) um so I, i was having this conversation the other day with a friend of mine uh about uh international gigs here in australia and um I kind of got to talking about 
people who only go to see international bands they'll skip over the local supports they'll see the international bands they won't see anything else and then they'll say that there's no local scene here in sydney but never show up to any of the local gigs yeah yeah that's it i mean uh, i've definitely got friends like that but it's funny uh, and something we very briefly talked about uh, before the show when you brought this up was that, you know, we wonder if that's what it's like in other places as well. And hence why we brought up our listenership elsewhere in the world. Uh, we want to know what your scene's like as well. Yeah. That I, th- I feel like Sydney, the Sydney metal scene is very strange in a lot of ways. Mm. It's a lot of... I feel like there's a lot of people saying what it should be, but not doing anything to go about changing it. It's yeah, it's interesting like that. I mean, not to say that Sydney doesn't have a great scene. There are there are a lot of people who come to every show, regardless Definitely. of the genre. There are there are people, the really good friends from from uh, doing the DTA BM club night. I've made so many really cool friends, met some really nice people. Uh, so when I go to local gigs now, I see people out and about that I know from Death Talk About Metal or who know me from the podcast or whatever. Yeah. And, you know, I could go to a gig alone and uh, because I've been putting myself out there and Tane's been putting himself out there, well, Tane's always putting himself out there. Yeah, yeah. I've been arrested for that multiple <laughs> times now, but... But because of that, you know, we start to get recognized around and it's pretty cool i think it's good because you know like when we started this it it was just really it's not about us it's because we think we have a great community but we want to make sure that community is connected so i think so too and i think you know bringing it together means talking about it so if you've got anything to say uh, i think we kind of just briefly touched on uh the oddities that are the people that say there's no scene and then only come to international gigs yeah yeah that's it uh do you have anything more that you'd like to add to that well i mean part of the reason that made me think that this is maybe a phenomenon in multiple places is um uh, a very good friend of mine uh frederick danielson uh from a band called human desolation in Stockholm. Hi, Frederick. <laughs> you know, you know, Freddie. But um, they're an amazing band. They've been working quite hard, and they've they got a great new album from last year. But he said on his recent trip out here that it was a very similar thing, and it's interesting because Sweden for us, or Scandinavia mm-hmm. for for a lot of Australians, you know, it's a mecca. You know, people go there because because they they assume that you know there's there's gigs happening like every night and then and metal bands just walking around high fiving each other and sure. the reality is it, in flames are playing a whole topsy oh no what was that Har- <laughs> horrible yeah, yeah yeah like every night uh. yeah but you know like it was funny because uh, when I was talking to to Freddie about this uh, at the start of the year when he was out he was saying that it was a very similar situation in Stockholm which really shocked me like I've been to Stockholm a couple of times. Uh, but it's been, you know, it's been festival season in, in summer. Uh, so, you know, that, that's kind of a bit different. We have a festival season in Australia, but it, it's still very different to what happens in Europe and Scandinavia and 
America, a lot of other places. You know? Sure, I've been to Europe a few times. I've been to gigs and I've been to festivals, like real fucking festivals. Mm. Yeah, your three there. day camp out ones. Yeah, they're the best. We we've got nothing like that here, or nothing for metalheads. Mm. Uh, the two two day Soundwave was the closest. I mean, that wasn't a camping festival, but it's kind of also good to be able to go home and have a shower. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there was Metal for the Brain a long time ago, which is still, uh, yeah, totally. you know, obviously a pinnacle for, for local Australian metal. But that, that's been a really long time. And honestly, I was a, a little too young and too far away. I missed the boat on Metal for the Brain, which is, you know, something I really regret. But what I'm talking to the Sydney people right now. Do you think that there's... The potential for another something as big as metal for the brain nowadays as as much as the scenes change from back then uh do you think that we could have something as epic as metal for the brain was you know yeah well i mean we're not short on amazing local bands you know we try and and play a lot of them on here we try and get them to play the club and there's obviously ones from interstate and and ones we haven't even heard yet that we've got a strong scene but there's no one event you know if, if when Soundwave was happening, you were very lucky to play Soundwave. Sure. We don't know what Legion's going to be like in that regard, you know. Uh, we, mean, we can guess, but we, <laughs> but we, we don't know. Yeah, you know? exactly, you know. So, like it, it said, might not even be Legion. It might be Download. It might be any of the things that everyone's talking about, but, you know, that doesn't... There just doesn't seem to be any traction for a big-name... Uh, metal festival here in Australia at the moment. Mm. I mean, I'd love for Legion to prove me wrong, but yeah, like, have you heard anything from them recently? Uh, look, honestly, I I haven't been sort of looking for updates regularly, but I I don't know. I mean, look, let us know if you're in the know. Please write in as well, because even uh, regardless of what kind of metal you're into, it, it is metal news. And so if we can tell more of you guys and you're into that kind of music, then sure, we if, will. If we can sp- uh, spread the word to our tens of listeners, <laughs> uh, then yeah, hit us up. Anyway, I think we've rambled on long enough. Yeah. Let us know what you think about the topics that we've talked about. Let us know if you think that we're full of shit and we shouldn't be talking so much and we should just be playing metal. Uh, <laughs> we know we're full of shit. We know we should play metal. We know that. But, but indulge us. Prove us wrong. Yeah, yeah. Tell, tell us your opinion. Tell us why we suck. <laughs> so is it, uh, is it time to go to our it, first band? It's time. Awesome. Uh, I'll let you introduce uh, these guys, Tane. Ah, cool, cool. Okay, well, uh, on tonight's episode, we're going to be starting with a band called Hammers of Misfortune. Uh, they're from San Fran, California. They've just released an album through Metal Blade Records called Dead Revolution. They certainly have. And, I mean, well, uh, these guys, obviously, there's been a lot of stuff happening for the last few years with 70s Revival. Uh, you know, the, there's some stuff that's straight that particular era. There's some things that are mixed a little more, a little bit different. Uh, these guys in particular, though, I think have actually really hit the sweet spot. Totally. Um, I mean, this has big keyboard swells, big catchy riffs. Lots of really good melodies, uh, but it doesn't seem to suffer from that overproduction that a lot of bands have in recent years. 
I think uh, the, the main thing with the bands that are going for the 70s and 80s kind of throwback sound is that's exactly what they sound like. Yeah. They sound like that's what they're trying to do and they're like winking at the audience the whole time. Yeah. Uh, that's not the case here. I think these guys are... Re- they've made something that's really genuine yeah you're right genuine's definitely uh, the perfect way to put it because i mean we know there's you know not to take it away from them uh you know bands like graveyard who i love uh and um witchcraft yeah witchcraft or another one again a lot of scando bands um Mm -hmm. but yeah like you said there's that knowing wink and making something that's a bit more unique that's something a bit more genuine uh these guys have hit the nail i think they're a part of a small group of bands that have been able to do that successfully i think this is the closest that they've gotten to getting that sound right and um it's a it's an amazing album uh the the main songwriter is a guy named john cobbett who's in a band called uh vol or vool oh yeah you were saying this i don't know those guys they've released two albums they released one last year and i think the first one was in 2013 and i remember hearing the first one when it came out and just going this is super strange it's there's a lot of like thrashiness to it a little bit of death metal but with like clean vocals and like harmonies in the vocals and stuff really complex stuff whereas with Hammers of Misfortune, he's kind of gone... Sometimes it's a little simpler a route he's gone to yeah. to get his voice out there. But I think it's kind of closer to the mark in what I was saying before and being genuine, you know? Yeah, well, that's it. I think um, it's funny with the 70s revival stuff. It falls... A lot of bands fall into the same trap as black metal bands where they try and capture the sound of back then to sound genuine you know the, the i'm talking about the production the mixing the levels uh which were you know they've been superseded now those bands if they were playing now would want a better sound totally. going back to that is it's that knowing wink thing like you say doing something that's already been done yeah it's definitely doing doing the old style music uh well Mm. Uh, plus, like, uh, with modern-day production. Yeah, and I mean, uh, as far as, like I was saying uh, previously, there are a handful of bands that I think have done this well, and so I'd recommend this for for fans of um, of Baroness, uh, of The Devil's Blood, uh, Christian Mistress uh, from Canada, and Valkyrie as well, which is uh, Pete Adams, who also plays in Baroness. I'd even I'd even say um, Pink Floyd for one track in particular. Here comes the sky is oh, just yeah. like a mellow uh, ballad. Starts off very much with the acoustic guitars and just it sounds like Pink Floyd King Crimson esque kind of ballad. Yeah, yeah, totally. And Hawkwind, Deep Purple, and Hawkwind. Uh, uh, really, like we said, not cheesy, genuine. It's great. I think we should listen to some. No cheese. That's what this uh, this episode's about. It's bands that are doing something. Sons fromage. <laughs> Sons <laughs> fromage. <laughs> Speaking of which, we're gonna play a track from Hammers of Misfortune. The song is called "The Precipice," uh, with the subtitle "Waiting for the Crash," and it's off their new album called uh, "Dead Revolution." through Metal Blade Records, and here it is for you. 
Let's listen now. The Precipice, Waiting for the Crash.
Mighty Hammers of Misfortune with the precipice there. Uh, now, first thing we've got coming up now is a band from Richmond, Virginia, in the United States of A. Uh, they're called Interama. The album is called Paradise Gallows. It's a suitably depressing uh, title. I'm already excited. I can tell. I can see. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. I'll, I'm it's pretty, just the way my trousers rock up. Look, I'm pretty sure these guys are through uh, Relapse Records. Correct me if I'm wrong. We're, this episode has been a little bit hectic to put together just because there's so much stuff going on at the moment with DTABM. Yeah, yeah. Uh, besides the, the shitload of new releases that we're always trying to stay on top of. Yeah. Uh, going through that every week is it should be a full-time job. <laughs> but, um... Look, I'm pretty sure it's relapse. Yeah. Tane, what did you think of this album? Okay. Well, uh, look, these guys, I think they've really managed to kind of cherry pick a lot of specific fr- sounds uh, from so many different subgenres. It's 
uh, it's a very different thing that they've managed to do. I mean, there's there's sludge elements, there's doom, uh, there's blackmail elements, uh, but there's also a little bit of avant-garde stuff. Not too heavy, not like some of the stuff we've been playing in recent episodes, but it's that cherry-picking thing of those those bits that make you sort of erect, sure. for lack of a better term. No, you're definitely right. Uh, I wrote it down in my notes as progressive atmospheric death doom. Yeah, I, yeah. I couldn't. I don't know what else to call it. Uh, there's so many elements going on. They do it so well. Uh, it may not relate totally, but it kind of reminded me of the last uh, Morbus Cron album, which was called Sweven. These guys did like a strange progressive uh death album shit when was it i think it might have been 2014 2013 yeah right i think i missed that i might be wrong but Mm. it it was pretty amazing and while they had a bit more groove like where those guys had a lot of groove happening in their death metal these guys kind of bring a lot of doom stoner sludge kind of sound yeah, it, it's that kind of heavy atmospheric thing. Sure. Uh, but it's still quite constant. Like um, like I said, there there are avant-garde aspects, but I wouldn't say it's really drone so much. Sure. No, it's not really drone. It's just really well-crafted death doom. Yeah. Uh, this, this is one of those ones, and it's interesting because I think sort of by accident we've ended up listening to, to bands that seem to be doing a lot of great genre crossovers without... Yeah doing uh, you know treading too heavily one way or the other uh, i think that's you know it's a really interesting time in metal and it's from all over the world which is cool and i think i think uh Interama are definitely one of those bands they definitely are so what track are we going to listen to we're going to be listening to the new track transfiguration transfiguration okay so this is Interama with transfiguration off their album paradise gallows through probably relapse records <laughs> is that what they've changed the name to i think so i think they have the question mark on the end to, to uh, infer the upward inflection i didn't know they were australian anyway <laughs> <laughs> they're a teenage girl uh, uh the valley girl uh what was like that? oh my god exactly yeah upward inflection okay here we go <laughs> interama with what was the song transfiguration, transfiguration. Coming at ya. Enjoy.
You've been listening to Inter Armour's new track, Transfiguration, from Paradise Gallows. And now we're going to be talking about... Uh, this is a band we've talked about privately, but... Um, as yeah, you they've, they've, never, they've never been on the podcast before. Well, I say they. Uh, he's never been on the podcast before. Quite. So this Who is, is this this is nor their tongues. They've just released an EP. Uh, yeah, what's a chord? Hey, Tell me is, what it's called. This is my my mutant power. When they lira the uh which is probably terribly phrased. Uh, nor their tongues, being from the Netherlands, of course. Yes, uh, Maurice, the the madman. Uh, behind this project as well as many other projects is uh dutch yes uh uh it looks like that title's in dutch what's the last word again (laughs) fart (laughs) anyway (laughs) uh about i think that means speed but anyway oh wait no that means it means fart yeah let's yeah Yeah, anyway So about Maury's, uh, the dude behind Nor Their Tongues, I'm a big fan of his, and while I I don't necessarily connect with every release he puts out, because he does put a lot of varied material out there. Yeah, he's very prolific. He is. Uh, the eclecticism, if that's a word, and... Um, I'll allow it. And his interest in going down so many strange musical avenues uh, goes towards making some of the most interesting, uh, perhaps not black metal, but I'd say extreme music. Yeah, definitely. That I've ever heard. Yeah, well, that's it. He, he sort of dances across a whole lot of subgenres, but in general, for his heaviest stuff, it's definitely extreme. And uh, it's, it's all over the place, man. His releases go from just soundscapes to. Like really dreamy synth stuff to straight ahead black metal with a bit of a tinge of something different to like a film score to uh, just noise. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it. I mean, everything. Like, he's definitely experimental. Uh, and I mean, for, for anyone who's listened to Nod Their Tongues before, you'll probably already know this kind of stuff. Like, you know, you you can expect some form of black to extreme metal madness. Um, but I find this EP actually benefits the casual listener. Like I, I've listened to Northern Tongues before, um, but I'm not I'm not as familiar as Gary. But I actually really enjoyed this EP, partially because it's um, kind of a bit more of a focused effort on one particular sound. It's only three tracks, so it's kind of like a nice. Yeah, these these are three tracks that were supposed to be on one of his other albums and uh they just didn't fit in in the end so he just released it as an ep uh so i know it's only three songs but i just wanted to kind of i think it's three or four songs it might be four i think it's three this one uh i I just did want to kind of mention it on the podcast here firstly because it's a pretty good representation of what maurice does with uh northern tongues overall mm. especially the last album that he did with um dragged into sunlight called nv yeah that's a phenomenal album yeah that's fucking amazing we were gonna cover that but uh totally but yeah. there, there's so many elements in here there's a lot of films filmic elements like it could be in a soundtrack for a horror movie 
uh, it's chaotic and very different but mm. it's still it's still black metal i don't i don't know yeah no i, I think <laughs> you're right like it does definitely focus on the chaotic side of of the sound of northern tongues a bit more in this release and i honestly like i said as a casual listener i think that's actually great because it really gives me a good taste of uh of what he's capable of when he's going in one direction definitely and i think if you're a fan of progressive kind of interesting music you should check out if you haven't heard of northern tongues or any of his other uh project cult of uh sorry cloak of altering uh older tang older alter tang all the tang all of the tang all the tang that's what i'm all about being yeah. a pimp yeah uh <laughs> just any of these projects it's a, it's really well worth delving into and spending some time with yeah so we're gonna play a track from this ep uh, let's see, it's good. Uh, I'm gonna put this right over the taint. Oh, to pronounce. You do this like every time <laughs> with my I've amazing, like my I've, amazing knowledge of the Dutch language. I, I, I've <laughs> given up on trying to pronounce shit. I'm sorry, before. Netherlands, uh, but this song is called Deslerve van der Dude. Sounds perfect. Deslerve van der Dude. Yeah, we're it a is. couple of van der Dudes. And this is the track that we just pronounced right now.
monstrosity that you just heard was Know Their Tongues. And it's your turn to say the uh, song title. You, you heard it at the beginning of the song. <laughs> I, I don't think anyone listens to a podcast and then starts in the middle somewhere and then... <laughs> <laughs> so you heard it. I'm not going to even try to pronounce it. Okay, it's stop up time. I, I am going to pour more drinks. Yep. Speaking of us drinking, um, we forgot to mention that at the end of this podcast, we've got a, a an interview... Ah, yes. Uh, actually, our first interview for the podcast. This is our first podcast interview. I think this is Tane's first time as an interviewer as well. Yeah. Am I right? Yeah, yeah, it is actually. Like, um, in in years past, actually, playing in bands, I've done a few. Obviously, Gary's been on the other side of it doing interviews. Yeah, I used to write for Sludge Factory, which turned into SF Media, which turned into Heavy Magazine. And so I've interviewed a lot of people, Johan Hegg, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, Dave Vincent, uh, Jazz Coleman from Killing Joke, Devin Townsend, uh, Jeff Tate from Queensrÿche. It's a name dropper's paradise, <laughs> exactly. So yeah, I've done a lot of interviews over the time. This is Tane's first one. I think you'll hear it, but we'll get to that eventually <laughs> you can hear me perk up when we find out common interests but it, until then <laughs> right now so yeah well it, yeah let's listen let's talk about another band let's listen to another song yeah yes okay so what have we got up next up next we've got a band from uh, brisbane i believe mm-hmm. they're called i'm gonna say they're called gravier because that's what i've been calling them i can't pronounce it better than that it could be gravier gravier they've got a an album out called iconostasis uh and they've self-released this album i was talking to the vocalist i think it was his name is gloom mr gloom mr gloom to you uh about uh how they've self-released this album and so there's no middleman. All the uh, funds that they make uh, go back to the band and go towards them touring and making more music. So please support. Look at the links. Buy the album. Buy a shirt. Buy yeah. a patch. Whatever. Yeah, they've got know. some killer merch, actually, these guys as yes, well. Yes, definitely. But, uh, yeah, I mean, w- w- musical-wise, what did you think? They're a very innovative uh, black metal band. They go in so many strange directions. There's a little bit of punk in there. There's jagged riffs that are just so unpredictable. What what did you think of them? Yeah, well, I mean, talking about like jagged stuff and, and punky aspects, they're definitely on the lo-fi end of the spectrum of black metal. But I also found uh, that there were a lot of great melodic sections that sort of bubbled up to the top periodically as a kind of great punctuation point that really made the music quite interesting okay i'm gonna disagree and agree with you on some of those points i'm gonna disagree with them being lo-fi because i think the production on this album is really good uh i think they get that sound across perfectly uh what they're aiming for seems to come across uh but they do bubble up sometimes they don't as much as there's a lot of 
blast beats in there they don't rely on that to make their sound i'll agree with that yeah definitely i mean uh when i say lo-fi um especially with black metal a lot of people think it's like we were talking about before trying to imitate early earlier black metal and you're right they're they're not like that at all um uh, but i think uh, something that really grabbed my attention when I was listening to this were uh, was the melodic aspects that sort of really surprised me in certain parts. Sure. You know who I thought of while listening to this band was um, this is going to sound weird because they're th- these guys are black metal, but um, the band that I'm going to compare them to isn't, but Voivod a little bit. Oh yeah, just with their kind of really kind of. Uh, just with how unpredictable they are and their riffs kind of going to into avenues that you wouldn't expect yeah that kind of stuff yeah no I'll, I'll definitely agree with that and, and musically i mean they're very talented guys definitely, definitely. the songwriting uh on on this release is definitely noteworthy definitely and um gloom was saying that they're going to be coming to sydney uh soon uh towards the end of the year i think he said uh, so all you Sydney siders that are into metal, especially you guys that are into black metal or any extreme music that's a little bit different, you're not going to want to miss that. Pretty sure they're, uh, they're supporting maybe, uh, shit, what are they called? Um, Inquisition. Oh, are they doing the Inquisition support? It's, uh, it's either Inquisition or Immolation. It's one of the direct touring bands that are coming out. It's not Destroyer. No, 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 no. It's no. not Cryptopsy, but I think it's it's Inquisition that they're um, touring with. Well, well, we'll be putting the links, you know, as always underneath. So you, you'll be able to check it out. If you dig these guys, they are touring Sydney soon. So look it up and, and make sure you get a ticket. But to whet your appetite until then, we're going to listen to a track that Tane's going to pronounce. <laughs> Fuck you. Of Iconostasis. <laughs> and the track is called... Uh, Kashmir. Sure. Kashmir. Kashmir. No. Kashmir. They're not doing a cover of Led Zeppelin. Yeah. It's called... Kashmir. And Led Zeppelin weren't weren't copying that tune, by the way. They weren't. Yeah, it's been decided. It's been decided in the courts. But no, fuck Led Zeppelin. This is Gravier. This is a song from their new album, uh, Iconostasis. Uh, The song... Gary? Tane? <laughs> Koshma, let's listen to it now. I won't relent. It's up to you. Here it is. <laughs>
Hiroshima from Gravier's new album Iconostasis. So, like we said, make sure these guys are touring. Uh, make sure you look into it and check it out. Just check the links. Yeah. You'll see. Go to SoundCloud. Don't just listen to it off Facebook. Just go to SoundCloud. Look at the links for yeah. all of these bands. Yeah. It doesn't matter. So, Tane, what have we got next? Uh, so, uh, this is one that I'm, I'm pretty excited to talk about. Uh, this new album called The Reverses from Stockholm's Terra Tenebrosa. This album is out through uh, Debemo Morty Productions. I don't think I know those guys, actually. Uh, they were the label that brought out the excellent, excellent Behexen album that we covered in the last episode. Ah, of The course. Poisonous Path. Yeah, holy shit, that was a great one. I, but I love that album so much. Yeah, but, I mean, obviously, Debemo Morty, they've, they've got a good ear for bands, because uh, Terra Tenebrosa, fuck me, this is some... This is some really dark sounding shit. Uh, it's it's more black metal, uh, but they refer to themselves as uh, post black metal. Sure, uh, I, I can see that. Yeah, I mean they're like black metal with industrial metal or, or something like that. There's an in, definitely an industrial feel to it, mm. but I don't know if I'm crazy or not. You're crazy. Okay, but that crazy. Is, but that aside. I think there's a lot of, like, really poppy, like, goth pop rock sounds in certain parts just buried underneath a whole bunch of black metal grime and industrial, uh, like, grinding. It's, um, you're right in the sense, like, I agree, there's a lot of layering with this. There's stuff happening underneath the surface, um, but one thing I've really got to say, um, I mean, the songwriting is great, the, the... the songs are great, but the mix on this album is fucking phenomenal. They've done a good job for for an album that's so dense and so that's just so chaotic in a lot of ways. Yeah, but everything has its space. Uh, you know, it's it's not too crowded considering they do fit a lot of stuff in. Yes, uh, and I mean, uh, it, it's just it, it's refreshing to hear a band like this uh, rather than falling into that kind of just noisy chaos which you know which can work but this is muscular you know it's it's strong uh and you can hear every part of it i think throughout the whole release i think so too Uh, at times it can be a little muddy just because there's so much going on but overall i think it's pretty good yeah yeah considering the scope of the album i think they've really really done they've achieved something really fucking amazing well to see what we're talking about we're gonna play a little bit of it yeah yeah fuck talking about it this is a band that uh we're gonna play one song but i really strongly stress you listen to the rest of the album definitely uh yeah it's definitely turned my head uh so the band is terra tenebrosa the song that we're gonna play is uh the end is mine to ride off of their album The Reverses, which is out through Demomir Morty. Here we uh Demomir Rick and Morty. <laughs> the end is mine to ride, isn't that what you said to me last night? Uh look. There's some things that we talk about on the podcast and some things that are private. <laughs> I'll talk to you while this song is playing about that. <laughs> so Let's let's listen to the song while I give Tana Stern lecture. Here we go right now. 
Tenebrosa there with what was that song? Uh the end is mine to ride. That's right. I can't believe you forgot after that stone talking to me. <laughs> Uh, you're also probably going to hear a lot of planes getting edited out of what we're saying in the middle of our conversations here. <laughs> yeah. We just had another plane go over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the the we're, DTABM we're, studios are smack bang in the middle of Petersham, uh, the inner west of Sydney. So there's, there's no soundproofing and we're right under the flight path. So. That actually covers about half of Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> so coming up next is a band from uh, Chile. They're yeah. called uh, Santiago from Chile. They're called uh, Sol Sister. I'm going to say Sol Sister. And they're called In... Oh, sorry. Unfav... Let me try that once more. Unfading... <laughs> Fuck. Start from Sol Sister. They're called Sol Sister. They're called... The album is called Unfading Incorporeal. Let's try it one more time. They're called Soul Sister. The album is called Unfading Incorporeal Vacuum. That's close enough. That's that's out through uh, Hammerheart Records. And I was talking to, I think his name is Jan yeah. from uh, Hammerheart Records. He's a really cool dude. Apparently he... He uh, grew up in uh, Sydney. Oh, right. Uh, where did I say he was from? Uh, starts with B. I can't remember. Somewhere in Sydney. Uh, now, I think this... Uh, oh, Barrara. Was it Barrara? It was Barrara. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, right. Uh, I think he's now based in Germany or the Netherlands or something like that. Wherever Hammerheart Records is based, I imagine. One of those fucking awesome places. <laughs> He's a really cool dude to talk to. He gave us permission to use this or any of Hell, uh, sorry, Hammerheart's uh, uh, releases. Yeah. And um, so use them we shall. Uh, what yeah. did you think of these guys, Tane? Well, uh, I gotta say, um, old school melodic black metal from Chile is not a sentence that I say often. <laughs> every second day maybe yeah yeah every second day but um not, nothing like how much i compare bands to bolt thrower but or windy oh yes of course but uh, i don't this... i don't think any of these bands were comparable to uh, bolt thrower or windy i know i feel like i've i've lost out as maybe, much as i love these bands but... uh, i wouldn't even say these guys are <laughs> no they're not so but... who would you compare these guys to it's hard to say. I mean, uh, th- these guys have a lot of really nice, thick, thrashing riffs, sort of interspersed with uh, some really great spacey melodic stuff mm-hmm. as well. Uh, I mean, I would say that they've they've got a bit of uh, the USBM sound, you know, United States black metal stuff. Yeah, uh, I'd say USBM, but stripped of the pretension. Yeah, know? yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, that's it. Like, I've, I've got to say, I'm sorry, Julie, but I don't really know much about the metal scene mm-hmm. there. So I, after listening to, to these guys, I'm going to be listening to more. Definitely. Sure. Uh, yeah, I really like this release a lot. Yeah. Uh, they're not really I, I say this pretty much every podcast episode they're not really reinventing the wheel but um for the for the genre that they're doing they do it extremely well it's a solid release very solid yeah uh they kind of avoid the cheese you know yeah yeah definitely uh they don't get too shoegazy 
they don't get too kind of uh, melodic. They keep the the black metal in there. Yeah. And uh, it's worth listening to. So let's do that right now. Yeah, cool. What's the track that we're going to play off that album? Okay, so we're going to be listening to Solstice Dare's new track, Relentless Ascension, from their album Unfading Incorporal Vacuum. Get it into ya. Let's do it. Get it into us. Indeed. Yeah.
That was Relentless Ascension from Chili's Solsister, the new album Unfading Incorporal Vacuum. Look at that, first time pronouncing it. Oh yeah. Uh, look, we, we've edited out all of the attempts that I had at uh, pronouncing the, na- uh, the name of the album, so let's not go into that. Well, look, the, the, the next bonus episode is all of our outtakes. Specifically, you like trying to pronounce stuff i kind of do want to do an episode <laughs> where it's just all outtakes of us trying to pronounce shit or laughing at ourselves and all that stuff a blooper reel it's so gonna be to like speak. that awesome um uh richard moorcroft uh video where it's him just going <laughs> yeah abc news yeah yeah, okay. yeah. For, those, for those guys outside of australia a very well-known very well-loved australian news presenter uh, yeah. but anyway anyway don't worry about that look look at look that up after this finish listening to this because we've actually got some uh well we've we got still one more awesome we band. still have an awesome interview to come at the end of the podcast and before the awesome interview we have one more awesome band that we really, really want to play you guys as well and they're from australia as well tane tell us about them stryer uh that's Stryer. not the name of the band although someone should jump onto that idea yeah they could do, do an australian slayer cover band called Strayer. <laughs> We could go into the puns on the song names, but that, again, that's another time. Another but time. Uh, no, we've got a new release from Bellacore, uh, who we both really fucking love. They've just come out with Vessels through Napalm Records. They have. And, uh, well, I mean, what did you think of this anyway? Well, th- this is a band that uh, can do the melodic... They, they can do melodic metal, they can do death metal, they can uh, mix it together without so much cheese i i know i mentioned before the the emphasis of this episode was sans sans fromage sans fromage <laughs> um and that's very much the case here yeah yeah they, i mean these guys as you said they've got, they've got the melodic aspects they've got the death metal aspects yeah they're like if a monomath because I can hear a lot of a monomath. In there. I think you guys will hear a lot of a monomath. Not not to take that away from these guys, but it's uh, I think it's a good comparison. Yeah, yep. if a monomath kind of branched out a little, kind of went into their more kind of emotional side of things. Yeah, yeah. Maybe did some clean guitars with uh, some spacey kind of atmospheric stuff. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I was kind of thinking very clearly uh, as. As in a monomath comparison, yes. uh, if you think about the material more more like um, stuff like uh, Prediction of Warfare or And Soon the World Will Cease to Be, so that they sort of branch out and do that awesome spacey melodic stuff mm-hmm. with still those harsh growls and tight fucking riffs, it's comparable to that, I would say. I'd say that it's comparable to a lot of um, Swedish death metal. The Swedish sound really kind of comes through here. For mm. a band from uh victoria melbourne yeah it? yeah uh it sounds quite swedish yeah to, to my ear it's I cool know. i i think um you know i've been noticing obviously we both listen to a lot of a lot of metal and a lot of aussie metal but yes. it's funny that um melbourne and victoria in general mm-hmm. seem to have a lot of northern european influence with a lot of metal bands sure. it's funny how that works out I think I think you're right, and I think we're going to talk about this a little more coming up. Yeah. Uh, but until then, let's listen to some Bellacore, 
And what was the song that we uh, landed on there? Uh, it was called... Oh, there we go. It's called uh, Grasping Light. Uh, oh, before, I, before we throw to the song, uh, Bellacore is a name that was taken from the tabletop game Warhammer. Oh, yeah. Uh, uh, the, f- the first uh, demon to rise to, to... Well, the first human to rise to demonhood. Yes. That's how much of a nerd I am. Well, look, speaking of nerdiness, the interview that we have coming up after this song and after our plugs, well, you, you, you'll you hear a lot of D&D nerdiness and uh, stuff of that vein, so stay tuned. Don't click away. Don't click back and then go listen to some other shitty uh, metal podcast. Hang around. Listen to our interview. Yeah. It's worth your time. But, uh, well, Bellacore-wise, though. Yes. Anyway, enough drunken banter. This is a song called Grasping Light. It's by Bellacore. It's off the album Vessels. It's out on uh, Napalm Records. They're from Victoria, Melbourne. Uh, or Melbourne, Victoria. Or Melbourne, Victoria. You know. Uh, and here it is right now.
that was Melbourne's Bellicor right there with Grasping Light. Yes. <laughs> I think that's what it's called. We don't have it written down. <laughs> um, look, all we've got left is a couple of plugs, and then we've got an interview with uh, Ruben from Stormtide. And that's worth staying uh, tuned for. So if you don't even want to hear the plugs, skip ahead. But seriously, these plugs, there's a lot of worthwhile stuff to hear here. Yeah. This is our busy point in the year, I think. it's uh, We've got a whole lot of stuff that we're doing ourselves. We've got a whole lot of stuff that we're helping out on uh, that you know I, I think you guys are going to be interested in. But So let's talk about it. Yep. At the time of recording... It hasn't happened yet, but uh, I've organized a screening of a documentary called Black Hearts. It's from uh, Norway, and uh, it's about people coming from all different kind of uh, uh, cultures in the world, coming to Norway to learn about black metal, to get involved in black metal, and the consequences that it will bring them when they go back home Especially there's one dude from Iran. Yeah, yeah. It, it focuses on three people. So there's mm-hmm. one German guy, one Greek guy, and one Iranian guy. Yes. Uh, and for, for those of you that don't know, in Iran, uh, non-secular music is taken issue with uh, legally in some cases. So. Sure. I mean, you know, uh, a lot of the religious um, aspects of that country, the... The penalty for apostasy is death in, in in places like that. So in 2016, but anyway, in 2016, but yeah. uh, let's not get into that conversation. <laughs> Otherwise, we're gonna get emails that we don't want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. Look, it, it's a reality, and and this this is a really fascinating insight. Uh, it's, it's a fascinating documentary. It's the only chance that you're gonna get to see this documentary on the big screen in Australia. Yep. Uh, like I said, it's called Black Hearts. Check the links. You can see um, uh, trailers and whatnot. Uh, if you want to get a ticket, email me with the subject line Black Hearts to the email address deftoallbm at gmail.com. Deftoallbm at gmail.com. Uh, I'll send you my little form letter that I have that has all the details for how to pay me. Yeah, it takes two ticket. minutes as well. Like, it, it's super easy. We can only accept uh, pre-sale tickets, okay? I can't stress that enough. So send me your payment. I'll put your name down on the list. And then when you get there on the day, come to Cinema 5 at the Palace Cinemas on Norton Street in Leichhardt and give your name to the person on the door and we'll let you in you can sit wherever you like uh i'm stressing that you should come in corpse paint in your black metal attire because we're going to take photos which will be going to norway to the filmmakers so show them what sydney's made of yeah black metal wise yeah sydney is krieg remember that sydney is krieg Uh, $16 for a ticket you can't go wrong yeah it's gonna be a fucking great night it's a Thursday the 28th of July so if you're listening to this after after that date then tough luck but before that get your ticket after that we've got the 19th of August coming up 
a little gig that we've called Welcome to Hell. Yes, it's a, it's a special one for us. It's our, our first one uh, on a new stage. Yeah, well, it's our first proper one downstairs at the Valve Bar inside the Agincourt in Sydney near Central Station. Yeah. Uh, we've got our usual DJs. We're probably going to have games and prizes as well. Uh, we should have our patches ready to go. Can yeah. you tell us a little bit about our patches? Uh, well, this is something that I've been really, really excited to do for a long time. And uh, so, yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, I've got a good friend of ours, Cindy Sin, who um, who's one of the owners of Death Patches, who also uh, works at Snake Eyes Studios. He's one of the founders of Snake Eyes Studios. Uh, he, we've collaborated a bit, and he's done an awesome new interpretation of our logo. It looks great. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. He's made it into a patch. We're going to have those patches for sale at this gig on the 19th of August at the Valve Bar. It's called Welcome to Hell. It's Death Tour by Metal. Uh, We're going to have DJs, games, prizes, and bands. And the bands include Reva, who used to be Basic Ecstasy. So if you've heard of Basic Ecstasy, it's the same band, but they're now called Reva. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, we've got Snow Leopard. We've got the Loom of Time from uh, Newcastle. Aren't it? No, from the Hunter Valley. Oh who, yeah, that's right. Yeah, who, who we've played on the podcast before. So go back to the previous episodes to check them out or check out the links. Yep. And we've got the Plague featuring our very own Mike Ryan on the vocals. It's amazing. You don't want to miss it. Miss out on that. Uh, so nineteenth of August for that one. Uh, we've also got a couple of, uh, gigs that we're involved in. We've got, um, the Metal United Down Under Sydney show. So this is the show at the Boldface Stag. It's not, um, Newcastle or Wollongong or any of those. Mm. We're drip feeding the lineup for this one. So, so far we've got Grill from the Blue Mountains who have played Death Door by Metal before and they're amazing. Yeah. Melodic Death. Yeah, these guys are super fucking talented guys, full of piss and vinegar, live show you can't miss. They're great. Uh, we've also got uh, The Plague, who I just mentioned, who are playing our August show, and Decryptus. That's all we've announced so far. I'm gonna I'm gonna drop another announcement here. We're gonna have Motor World at uh at um the Metal United Down Under Sydney show. Uh, these guys are Sydney locals that kind of mix a little bit of death metal with a little bit of hardcore and i saw them play recently with the plague actually and they were phenomenal uh they did a really good job and you're not going to want to miss them uh there's heaps more bands that we're going to announce so uh stay tuned to the metal united uh event page and the facebook page and you'll hear about that mm-hmm. we've also got thrash them all death tour but thrash which is happening on november the 26th so we're going to be djing and presenting some burlesque including a betty bandit the one and only the amazing the beautiful betty bandit who we've had at a couple of our shows now uh but there's a awesome lineup for thrasher it's a fucking epic lineup look how many bands there are but that tane is going to read through very quickly right now very quickly 
Very okay. quickly. Go. Okay. So we have Reva, like we were talking about, former Basic Ecstasy. Basic Ecstasy. Uh, yeah. We've got Obat Batuk, uh, who are a bit more known through the Blackwire scene. We've got The Plague. We have Sorcery. We've got Frank Rizzo. We have Disintegrator, Rad Thrashley, who's organizing it. We've got Caustic Attack. We've got Wretch. We also have Damage Zone and Atomic Death Squad. What more do you want? That's at the hideaway in Enmore. Uh, there's going to be very limited tickets, I think, because it's uh, fairly... It's not the biggest venue. It's not the smallest venue, but yeah. um, you, you wanna, you're going to want to get in there. Yeah, and, that's it. With so many bands... Uh, you know, And with such great burlesque talent and us DJing as well. You're, gonna, <laughs> you're not going to want to miss it. Yeah, you can't miss the chance to, to angrily write suggestions for uh, for DJing or and to smack us in the face afterwards. Uh, we get that a lot, don't we? Yeah, I know. That's a thing. Finally, we've got our September show. Our September show consists of Enfiled from Bathurst. They are amazing old school metal in the vein of Motorhead meets something heavier than Motorhead. I don't know what that could be. I've got the biggest soft spot for Enfiled. These guys are guys who I've literally hit with weapons before in my reenacting, which we're about to discuss a little bit of in the interview you, coming you, up. You'll hear Tane crowbarring that into the conversation. In yeah, the yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but seriously, uh, Enfiled is Enfiled are great. Yeah, they're amazing. We've got Nucleus from uh western australia who you're not going to want to miss they do like uh kind of genty uh death metal-y kind of just general heavy metal that you're going to want to hear yeah definitely and also the fact they're coming out from wa as well Uh, this is something that you're not going to be able to see that often yeah they're doing their tour for this ep that they've bought out and um this is going to be the sydney show so don't miss out on that uh, we've also got Beast Impeller from uh, the Australian Capital Territory uh, playing uh, opening for the headliner, which is Stormtide. Uh, they're releasing an album called Wrath of an Empire, and um, they're going to be playing some songs from that. They're going to be playing songs from their previous uh, EP, and they're going to be selling a lot of merch. But let's not talk about it too yeah. much. We are going to be talking to Stormtide, and we're going to p- be playing some Stormtide right now. So uh, we, we were recently talking to Ruben, uh, who was yes. nice enough to... Ruben Stone, the keyboard player from Stormtide, talked to us uh, last night uh, as, as of this recording. And um, this is the interview that we edited together out of a bit of shambles. <laughs> and after some um, technical, you know, difficulties. technical difficulties. Yeah. This is uh, Tane's first interview as yeah. the interviewer. So we're going to stick it up on the fridge I've after done, we're done. I've done a few. Uh, anyway, you're going to hear what happened and here it is right now we'll do a little bit of intro and then straight into the interview yeah and we'll listen to them uh right at the end of the podcast we've got one track as well so thanks for listening here's storm tide here's reuben thanks guys we'll catch you next time see ya hi guys so this is gary Graham, and this is tane and uh, today we're talking to 
uh, Ruben Stone from a little band from Melbourne called Stone uh, Storm Tide. <laughs> Ruben, can you hear us? I certainly can. Hi, Ruben. How hey. you doing, man? I'm pretty good. How you going? Fairly well, thanks. So, for those unfamiliar with Storm Tide, can you tell it? Give us a bit of background. Tell us how it it all started. Yeah, sure. Um, sort of started about three years ago. Um, me and a former member, Nicholas Woodhouse, we were in a um a diploma of audio class together, and we decided, well, we both like folk metal. Let's make a band. Awesome. Um, so we recruited a few people there, and we made an EP, which was very folky, and um. This new album's quite a departure from that, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so the origins. <laughs> uh, the, the EP between between the EP and this album, there's been quite a bit of time. Uh, what's been has it been uh, working towards this album during that time? Uh, definitely, it, it's taken us about sort of three years to fully realise what we were trying to do. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, it. Um, ad- oh, sorry, man. Ad- admittedly. A full year of that was just us trying to figure out what we wanted to do. Right. Uh, but you got there in the end. How, how did your approach uh, to the album differ the, to your approach to the EP? Well, the EP um, was mostly sort of just me writing everything down in a com- composing sort of style. Right. And then giving it to the other guys. I'm like, hey, guys, add a bit of your own flair to this. Whereas the album was really a collaborative effort. Right. Uh, so okay. That, you know, we, we all really put our own flair on everything. Nice. So the EP kind of started with the keys and then kind of grew from there? Uh, sort of. So I would write the guitars and the keys. Oh, right. Ah, okay. Nice. Um, and it, you know, it, it sounds okay, but nothing like what, you know, a real guitarist can do. Um, and everyone has such different styles and ideas. Sure. It's really created something that I personally feel is quite unique. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I mean, that's it. Like listening to um to the earlier stuff, uh, and then comparing it to you know as Two Worlds Collide, which was also on the Tales from the Southern Realms compilation, uh, and I mean the 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 difference there, wow! Like it, it's very noticeable very quickly. So I mean, you've you've definitely achieved that. I think. As, as for um, Wrath of an Empire, the new album, uh, is this a concept album? Uh, this is indeed a concept album uh, in the truest sense of the word. Excellent. Can you, can you give us a little bit of detail on the concept? Sure. I don't want to get, give too much away because, you know, I'll give a listen to it and oh, the right conclusions. Sure. Even just a brief synopsis would be great. Absolutely. So, essentially, uh, the album sort of sets the scene of a sort of European-style kingdom mm-hmm. uh, where, you know, we as Stormtide reside and suddenly a giant portal's opened up there's invaders from another world coming in. We have to deal with this somehow. Yep. Um, so it is told from the perspective of the warrior, the prince, and the magician. Mm-hmm. And so it goes from there, and, you know, there's a, there's a twist. I'll give that away. There's a twist. <laughs> M. Night Shyamalan style, huh? Yes. <laughs> if anyone's seen the IT crowd, they'll um, be very angry at me right now. <laughs> 
Uh, well, that's something we wanted to ask as well. I mean, like, uh, we were kind of guessing that maybe a concept album, but uh, we wanted to ask as well about non-musical influences, because obviously, you know, folk metalers, they're into their history, they're into their, like, gaming stuff as the, well. Yeah, there's definitely fantasy elements in what you're doing, so we were wondering what kind of literature or anything outside of the realm of music influenced uh, what Stormtide is doing. Uh, sure. Well... For the most part, my influences uh, for the lyrics, for the music, that sort of stuff, mm. uh, very heavily influenced by sort of older style or uh, D and D computer games. Like yes. Games. Um, oh. I, I hear a yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, hell yeah! We, yeah. We're we're D and D nerds here as well. And we <laughs> we, we kind of guessed that that a little bit. We've got that written down in our questions. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We, we actually the band has a D and D group. We all play together. Oh, um, that's wicked. It's pretty fun. We get together in my theatre, we put all the lights on, have the music going. Um, we try to force our bassist to become the Alvin Princess. <laughs> <laughs> because someone has to do it. Yeah, sure. uh, That's what we hear. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is there anything gay about a unicorn man or, uh, or <laughs> just well, IT that's crowd fine. reference? That's, you know, we're... We're pretty, we're pretty open here. We don't judge. It's all good. Of course. <laughs> what, what's your character's name? Uh, mine is the Dawn Singer. Ah. Which is actually a uh, part of the album. Well, uh, yeah, I was going to ask about the Dawn Singer because I saw in your uh, merch section on Bandcamp the the T-shirt for the Dawn Singer. And it's, say, it's saying, what is the Dawn Singer? And so I was wondering if we could get a little bit out of you about that but it sounds like it secrets out yeah it's your D&D character that's wicked oh man awesome and uh speaking of merch as well uh we heard you guys have an awesome beer mug as well that's going to be ready soon yes that's um certainly in the works you know uh planning a tour is quite hard yeah Um, sure and we hope that you know we can people pretty excited about beer mugs we've anyone we've talked to has said i want to buy 10 (laughs) <laughs> which would be pretty cool limited edition just for the tour run yep so you hear that listeners if you if you come along to see Stormtide at Death Door by Metal you can pick up a beer mug or 10 uh, limited edition uh, they'll, I'm uh, guessing there will be also be shirts and uh, albums for sale that is correct and um, the speaking of the live show have you played any of the new material live yet? Uh, yes we actually pretty much play exclusively the new stuff live. Ah, um, excellent. We, we haven't shied away from sort of, you know, playing stuff before it's released mm-hmm. because we feel that sort of, it actually represents us as a band a lot better than our older stuff. Ah, cool. That hey. being said, two songs from the EP have been sort of reworked and remade on this new album. Oh, nice. So so the, the crowd can hear a little bit of a different version of uh, a couple of the songs from the EP then. Yeah, absolutely. We've just sort of jazzed them up a bit. Nice. Awesome, man. Uh, so besides hearing new material, what else can um, the crowd expect from the Stormtide live show? Uh, us in cloaks. Nice. <laughs> um, I think that, that sums it up, to be honest. <laughs> we, we, um, our lead singer is an avid larper. Uh-huh. Those live action role play. Um, so we're all, we're all very good dressing up in our armor and... We do a furious live show. It's very orchestral, very cinematic, I like oh. to think. Oh, nice. Uh, I think I'm going to be uh, 
I'm going to be bringing some uh, some outfits along to this show as well now, knowing that <laughs> uh, I've been a reenactor for a while. People to dress up. Excellent. We'll be putting the word out. You hear that, guys? So come along on the 10th of September, dressed in your uh, wizardry and your uh, cloaks and uh, your finest armor. gamison, <laughs> your uh, your finest chain. Uh, it'll be great. And Ec- the unicorn can come if they wish. That's fine. That's totally acceptable. We, we, yeah, all are welcome. <laughs> the uh, dodgiest Etsy unicorn horn uh, possible. <laughs> please, please, please bring. <laughs> they will get in for free. I, I give my word right now. If one person turns up, I will put them on our door spot. That's fine. <laughs> Any unicorns out there? Get on it. Yep. We're really looking forward to the live show as well. It's going to be great. Oh, it's, it's pretty fun. We, we go off the hook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think um, I, I've been... Uh, we've been talking about trying to do a Battle Metal Night for a while. And, and honestly, as far as Sydney bands, a lot of them are working on albums or they're not really playing live right now. We've been wanting to do one for ages. And I've got... Because I was a reenactor for a long time as well. So I've still got yeah. my chain and, and my entire kit. And I keep threatening to wear it, but this, I think, is actually going to be the time where I can wear it. have to wear it. Yeah, 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 exactly. Oh, man, it's going to be great. (laughs) Yeah, we're we're very excited about it. We always enjoy playing Sydney, so it's good to be back. Yeah, cool. Uh, Have you you guys been out to Sydney uh, many times in the past? I've been, how many times have we been? I think maybe three times, I think. Oh, cool. Awesome. But each time we've done that, we've done Dubbo as well. Ah, well, you know, <laughs> if you're going to do it, do it properly, yeah. It's sort of our ritual. Um, <laughs> I don't think we actually hit Dubbo this time just because of um, timeline constraints. Sure, yeah. Which is quite unfortunate, but um, we'll see how we go. Awesome. See how it goes. Awesome. Uh, great. Uh, we're going to play uh, a track, uh, the single that you guys released, um, Two Worlds Collide. As Two Worlds Collide, sorry. Yeah. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about that track, about the story behind it, or uh, what it's about, how yeah, how it came about? Right, so as two words wide is um, the second song on the album. So that's when you know we we the enemies come from where they come from, mm-hmm. and this is sort of a year into the story. Right. You know we're we're, we're fighting. You know we're having a good time because you know it's it's fantasy fighting is fun apparently. Yeah, totally. Um, you don't need to worry about things. Um, Pretty, pretty serious and so this album uh, this version about to hear is actually from the album it's not the single version it's the album version ah cool uh, so it's you know you can tell a definite leap in the production quality all that sort of stuff sure excellent cool man uh, well that's about all the questions that we have for you is there anything that you want to say to um, the Death Tour but Metal crowd uh, before you uh, meet them in September Come on to the show, have a few beers with us, look pretty friendly, love to have a chat, uh, especially if they dress up, that matters <laughs> most to us, just have a good time. Excellent. And especially if they're unicorns. Especially. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Thanks a lot for this, Ruben. This is great. That's my pleasure. Yes, thanks for your time. And uh, here we go with As Two Worlds Collide by Stormtide.
the human torch was denied a bank loan Al Jazeera fire nuclear weapons <laughs> <laughs> okay that's how fucking easy <laughs>